Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, we roll along. Presented by Progressive Insurance, our guests like Kenny the Jet Smith in a half hour on the Goodyear Hotline. We'll have uh, Bubba's Who You Got coming up in about 15 minutes or so. I just encountered, I've encountered a lot of interesting things on Instagram today. I just encountered this. Remember a few years ago, the, the Brooklyn Nets had like a nice year. They had a nice team, you know, and everyone knew they weren't going to win anything of consequence because they didn't have any real stars on that team. But they, that, and that, that ultimately begat them getting Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving. So ESPN's Instagram just posted this. The 2019 Nets core is now worth over $400 million. All of those guys got paid. D'Angelo Russell's contract is $117 million. Spencer Dinwiddie, $60 million. Karis LeVert, $62 million, I think that says, or $52 million, one or the other. Joe Harris, $75 million. And Jarrett Allen got a $100 million contract. That was the core of that team. And they now, all this talk about, oh, well, they, you know, they're a nice little group, and then they've... they've captured some attention, but there's no way in the world they're winning anything of consequence. Those five guys have contracts worth over $400 million. And created a culture, like you said, that enabled them to sign those, sign or trade for those three players. And also is an indication of the ridiculous economics in the NBA right now. Where right. Anyone who can play can get paid. It's just, it's such a good illustration of, and you have a good relationship between the union and the league office, players benefit so, so much. And the NBA does that better than anybody. If you can dribble the ball and not have it go out of bounds off your foot, you're worth $10 million <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> It's just that simple. So that's what the Nets did. But parenthetically, that's what the Knicks are doing now. The Knicks are doing the same thing. They're developing that culture, um, but with slightly better known commodities. So all of that, I think, is the right stuff to do. Anyway, okay, let me get to some other business here. We talked earlier about this big training camp fight that they had with the Giants and how mad Joe Judge was about it. Dan Campbell is the coach of the Detroit Lions. He's someone I think we need to be paying close attention to. He may be the most entertaining person in sports right now because his team got into a fight. He loved it. I was fired up. I mean, because they were competing, man. It was good to see both of them, two young bucks, go after it. So here's my question. At what point during this training camp does he get into a fight? (laughs) At what point during camp does Dan Campbell actually wind up in a fight with either another coach or one of his players? Because he just feels he's a former tight end. You know who he is. You don't need me to tell you who Dan Campbell is. Doesn't he seem like at some point he is going to be in a training camp fight? It, it seems like it. I will definitely take his chances if he goes head-to-head against Jared Goff. I'll say that much. Do you know right? what? Well, yes, against Jared Goff, <laughs> certainly. But do you know? He's a big dude, by the way. Campbell's yeah. a big dude. But you know, he always seems to be so fired up. He always seems to be so excited, full of you know, vim and vigor and energy and whatever else it is he can be full of. It's because he's so incredibly full of caffeine. Listen to his coffee order at Starbucks. Well, to normally what I do is I get, I'll get two venti. I go, you know, Starbucks, I get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them. So black eye and both. That's what I come in with. That's how I start the day. So he gets two venti black coffees with two shots of espresso in each of them. I may have a heart attack just listening to that. He has that every single day. What's, what's your daily order? I get an oat milk latte. 
No shots of anything? No, that, that, that has a latte by definition is espresso. It has mm. espresso and then frothed milk. And I love the oat milk. Oh, I love oat milk. Huge fan of the oat milk. So I usually do get a venti just because it tastes so ridiculously good. Mm. It's the same basically as getting a grande, which is one size down. It's the same amount of caffeine. It's right. just more milk. It's more fluid. But it, it's so delicious. I can't not have it. Oat milk is the best thing in the world. There was a day not that long ago where you ordered two and drank them both, and it affected the show. You were so jittery that day. No, do you know when I was jittery was when I had the iced coffee. The oh, iced that's what coffee it was. gets to you fast. And so there, this was like a funny moment. I'm in, this, I'm in the get-up meeting, and I have an iced coffee. And I never drink iced coffee, but it was so hot. I had to do it. And Teddy Bruschi says... Greeny, the one thing you got to be careful of with the iced coffee is because it, it tastes so good and goes down so easily, you sometimes you drink it much too fast and it hits you very hard. And it was like a scene from a movie because I looked down and my cup is empty <laughs> because I have chugged this freaking thing and I was ridiculous. I was, I could feel it. I was jittery. My hands were moving. I, I, w- I was very, very wired. But now you're, you're back to the, the hot stuff, right? You're back to the hot Except coffee now? I, I haven't had an iced one in a very long time. Okay. But, but I, I, I like show. it hot. Generally speaking, I like it hot. Um, and I like the oat milk. Okay, anyway, I'm not sure how we got... Oh, we got sidetracked into that because Dan Campbell, he is one of the most interesting people, I think, in all of sports. In the meantime, I'm going to give you a take today. You ready? Here we go. Here's a take. Greenies Takes. So I was reading that Tom Brady is going to go to Peyton's Hall of Fame induction this weekend, which I think is great. I love that. The two legendary quarterbacks head-to-head... The legendary quarterback battles are my favorite thing in the sport. They're everybody's favorite thing in the sport. You know who the great quarterback rivals in the history of the game are going back, let's just say, to Bart Starr and Johnny Unitas in the 70s, Bradshaw and Staubach. In the 80s, you know, you had Marino and Elway come in in the same year. Um, In the 90s, Aikman and Favre. And then the the defining rivalry of this generation was Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And so the fact that Manning is going in and Brady is going to Canton to be there, I love. But that's not the take. The take is, I think Peyton Manning is the best regular season player I ever saw in any sport. I would put him number one. I think he is the best regular season quarterback I ever saw. And I'm not sure I would name any other player as having been greater than Peyton was in the regular season. Hmm. Now, Peyton was just not quite as good in the postseason, particularly when he was at his peak, as he was in the playoffs. And that is why I don't rank him as the greatest quarterback I ever saw. That is Brady. And, And there were some others that I might consider putting ahead of Peyton. But for the regular season, I don't know... I would, in fact, I would definitively say Peyton is the best quarterback I ever saw. And I put him with Jordan and anyone else you want to name as the greatest regular season players I've ever seen in any sport. Now, as I said those words, Brandon turned to me. Brandon is our is our uh, floor director. And I could see the look on your face. Why do you have that skeptical look on your face? Joe Montana, you think, was a better regular season quarterback than Peyton Manning? I totally disagree. Peyton Manning in the regular season was unbelievable as evidenced by the fact that he won five MVPs. 
That's a regular season award. He was the MVP of the league five times. Do you have any numbers on, on any, any other stats on Peyton Manning, like regular season stuff? No, what I looked up was other athletes that won five MVPs. No, I got – okay. So that will be an interesting group. That's what of, I got. Uh, uh, interesting – I like that. That would be the company he keeps. This is regular season because all these awards are regular season. So how many other players have won five MVPs? So there are only six athletes in baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, or football. Obviously, Manning's the only one, like you said. So there's only six guys that you're guessing. You're guessing one baseball player. You're guessing three basketball players, and you're guessing two hockey players that won at least five MVP awards. All right, to be clear, I'm guessing one baseball. Let's start with baseball. Okay, and that, that's, that award's only been in place since 1931. So only one player won five MVP awards in baseball. That's right. I feel like I should know this. I think I want to say it's Barry Bonds. It is Barry Bonds. Okay. Barry Bonds won seven All right. MVP awards. Yeah. All right, so you're one so for that one. that one feels a little off, but okay, go ahead. I mean, for the obvious reasons, but go ahead. Okay, so now there are three NBA players that have won at least five MVPs. Kareem is one. Kareem won six. Uh, five MVPs. How far back does that award go? Do you know? It go, does it, goes does it bring all in all the great players? So it would include Bill Russell. Bill Russell won five. Who's the other that has won five? I think Jordan. Jordan also won five. Okay, yeah. All right, so so far you got perfect attendance here. And then two hockey players won uh, at least five MVPs. No. That's the Hart Memorial. One Trophy. of them has to be Wayne Gretzky. He won nine. The other one... I mean, the, the names that are coming to my mind, Bobby Orr is a name that comes to my mind here. Mark Messier would have won. Uh, Mario Lemieux. I'm going to guess the answer is Lemieux. Lemieux won three. Mm. Orr won three, and Messier won two. Gordie Howe won six. Gordie Howe. See, he played forever. Mm-hmm. I, I should have said him. I mean, the answers to all hockey questions are Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I should have done that. But I feel pretty good about how we did that. Anyway, that's my take today. My take, Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback I ever saw and might be the greatest regular season player I ever saw in any sport. Country versus country, you versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel. Almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay-on-task, feel-good fuel to power you through. California Almonds own your every day, every day. Don't miss Who You Got and then Kenny Smith, next on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. He doesn't have anyone on that team that will challenge him and push Push back. back. There are no Keyshawn Johnsons on that team. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow morning at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guest, like Kenny the Jet Smith, coming up in just a few minutes, will be on the Goodyear Hotline. And we come to you live every single day from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Without further ado, here comes Bubba. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, Bubba, it's his turn now. Bubba was pre- uh, put together a series of binary propositions, a bunch of hard-hitting questions, and I will have to tell him who I've got when it comes to each one. Hello again, Bubba. Yeah, hello. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Let's do it. Who you got brought to you by Granger, and we start with the most important thing, the Cowboys. Because <laughs> the Cowboys and Steelers officially kicks off the NFL season tonight in Canton. And who you got having a better season, Dak or Big Big Ben? Okay, so here's the thing. You phrase the question as Dak or Big Ben, Cowboys or Steelers. I see it on my screen. Well, we didn't get to that part yet. Oh, I see. Right now, it's who you got having the better season. The answer to that question Dak is or Dak. Big Ben. Dak is going to have is going to put up huge numbers this season. This shoulder injury better be nothing. He's going to put up huge numbers because his defense is going to continue to be bad. He has great weapons. They're going to need to score a lot of points and fling it around the yard a lot. So Dak is going to put up much bigger numbers than Big Ben. Then the next question is, who you got having the better season, Cowboys or Steelers? You're not going to like this, but I think it's the Steelers. I mean, I actually do like it because you're picking the Steelers. (laughs) That's true because I am the hashtag KOD. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Um, I think the Steelers' reports of their demise have been greatly exaggerated. They have an elite defense. They have a, a superstar young running back they're bringing in. They have an elite head coach. They have good weapons on the outside, and they have a quarterback who knows how to win. Their offensive line can't get worse. Um, the Cowboys, I think, are extraordinarily weak on one side of the ball. If that defense gets that much better, then Dan Quinn is the greatest defensive coordinator of all time. So it is my belief the Steelers are going to sneak into the playoffs and the Cowboys will not. That's what I think. Bubba, who you got? All right, as you asked the guys on Get Up this morning, over under on 10 and a half starts for Justin Fields this year. Who you got? I'm going over, way over. I, I think Justin. Mm. everything we're hearing about Justin Fields has been extremely positive. You saw Lewis Riddick's tweet from earlier in the week, and we talked about it on TV today. He's hearing great things about the professionalism, the poise, the football IQ, all the stuff that was questioned leading into the draft. That draft process was a lot of that stuff is nonsense most of the time. It's a lot of it is manufactured for people's reasons, and I think a lot of that was around Justin Fields. They love him. They keep talking about starting Andy Dalton, and I, I suppose they probably will week one. But I think sooner rather than later, Fields is the starting quarterback and plays well fast. I think he starts more than 10 and a half games this year. It's who you got with Bubba. What's next? All right. And as we were just talking about, Lions head coach Dan Campbell, he says he drinks two large coffees each morning with two shots of espresso in each. Are you concerned or impressed who you got here? I, I'm both. I mean, I... I don't that can't be good for you. you know, I like coffee and I like I go to Starbucks every day and I get 
I get one venti latte, which is mostly milk. He's drinking two venti black coffees with these shots in them. That can't be good for you, right? Like, they just, it just cannot possibly be good for you. So I describe myself as concerned, but I'm also impressed. Because if I did that, I think I would just float away. I, I think I would actually... I, I, w- I would levitate <laughs> because <laughs> I would be so wired. I wouldn't know what to do. So the answer, Bubba, is both. It's who you got with my main man, Bubba. What's next? Kendrick Perkins is ranking LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russ Westbrook as the top big three in the NBA. So who you got as the number one? See, that's really hard because it's obviously one of two. It's either that or Brooklyn. And I think I'm going to go Brooklyn. Now, 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 you're looking at me, Hembo, like that's obvious. I, I think it is obvious. Well, how close is the gap between LeBron and KD at this point? They're, I mean, Are I, they I, equal? I think so. I think LeBron equals KD at this then point. Then it's easily Brooklyn. Right? Because, the, well, LeBron has always been number one. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to take someone and say he's number one, that's going to tilt everything. But right. I agree with you. I think we've ar- arrived at a point now where I'm putting KD and LeBron basically equal. Then the second best player there would be Anthony Davis against James Harden. Mm-hmm. I think I'd go Davis. I would too. And then the third one is Kyrie against Russell Westbrook. Boy, that's a tough one. You think so? Would you rather? Would you definitively rather have Kyrie? I would definitively rather have Kyrie. Westbrook has some pretty significant flaws for being a player of his. Stature. Kyrie takes took time off during the season last year. Right, we're just talking about basketball. No, though. but we're not. That's the <laughs> no, point. Yeah, we're okay, not okay. just talking about basketball okay. um, because this is about winning the championship. Mm-hmm. I will say Nets, but I think it's close. Hmm. Bubba, what's next? All right, happy birthday to Patrick Ewing. He Mm. turns 59 today. He's a Hall of Famer, 11-time All-Star, current Georgetown head coach. But is he the greatest player in Knicks history? Who you got? Yes, I'm going to say yes. We touched on this earlier this morning. I believe Ewing is the greatest Nick of all time. I think the top five are Ewing, one, Walt Frazier, two, Willis Reed, three, Earl Monroe, four, and then you can argue over five between Carl, Carmelo Anthony and my sentimental pick, which is Bernard King. Bernard King, unfortunately, his, his greatness was so short-lived that it's very hard to put him there on this list. But he was so good. If you're old enough to remember Bernard King in the early 80s, he was unstoppable. And I loved him. So I will put him, <laughs> sentimentally, I'll put him at number five. But yes, Patrick Ewing is the greatest Nick of all time. Greeny with you. Bubba with who you got. What's next? All right. 200 years ago yesterday, Louis Vuitton was born in France. (laughs) Originally, he was hired as a personal trunk maker and a packer for the Empress of France, and then he started his own company. So... Who you got as your favorite fashion designer? Uh, what does a packer for the Empress of France mean? Is that like a Green Bay <laughs> packer? For is he I, literally just packing her f- clothes? That's what I took to, took uh, it to mean. Yeah. All right. I'm. 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 My favorite designer is Christian Louboutin. So I. I. I will. I will go with that. Um, I like the shoes. Why did you say it like that? As say, opposed to Louis Vuitton. Are you saying this? Are you saying that? You didn't answer the question with the same thing that Bubba just said? No, Christian Louboutin is an entirely different brand. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said brand. Louis Vuitton. I thought you were just trying to be No, like, oh, Louboutin is an entirely that's a, it's a whole You're wearing different... a shirt with hot dogs. You're trying yes, to correct seriously. him? Yes, I think that Hembo's That's not... the point. I thought you were being so pompous and no, posh. No, no. I'm not being pompous or posh. I'm being a normal human being. Mm. You look like an idiot. Mm. All right, one more. <laughs> Bubba, go. 
55 years ago today, <laughs> the Beatles released their seventh album, uh. Revolver. Patriot Metropolitan Ray has already commented it's his favorite album. What are you going with as your favorite Beatles album? It's Who right there. It's right there. It's so hard. I, I, my, my standard answer to what is the greatest Beatles album of all time is Sgt. Pepper's because I think it's so influential. I think it's their most important album. As far as actually just enjoying the songs, I think it's between Revolver and Abbey Road. It's so hard for me. Like the other day, I put on Abbey Road, and I just kept saying aloud to Stace in the car, this is one album we're listening to. This is one album, every one of these songs. I said it enough times that she got aggravated and turned it <laughs> off. Um, I, I, will say, I will say Abbey Road, follow, but, but it's close. But Revolver is right yeah, up there. Can't go wrong. That's a very good job by Bubba. With Who You Got Today, what's the sponsorship? Who You Got, brought to you by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right. Who has the best big three? Can anyone compete with the Nets or the Lakers? Answers to those and other questions with Kenny the Jet, who will join us after this word from Select Quote. You know, some things have been low on our to-do list, but life insurance can no longer be one of them. If you're like me with a wife and kids, you need to protect them. You need Select Quote. Select Quote's been helping families for over 35 years. Get your free quote at SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Kenny Smith, next ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. The one, the only, Kenny the Jet Smith joins us live in 30 seconds here right after this word from ZipRecruiter. How great was it when you get to choose your favorite movie to watch? Well, ZipRecruiter's invite to apply lets you pick your favorites from the best candidates. ZipRecruiter sends you qualified candidates. You can easily invite your top choices to apply for your job. Lauren Webb, SVP of Talent Acquisition for Doula Health, raves about ZipRecruiter's invite to apply. She says, I love that feature. Because we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite candidates. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y, to try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. And with that, it is my delight to welcome back from TNT and the uh, the host of the Jet Academy and much more, the one, the only, Kenny the Jet Smith is back with us on ESPN Radio. Hello again, Kenny Smith. How you doing, brother? How are you? I'm, I'm well. It is a pleasure, as always. And it has been a busy time. You know, someone pointed out to me that when you go back to when they started in the bubble, basically there has been basketball almost nonstop 
going back to the end of last July. And so I hope that you are enjoying a little bit of rest because it has been so busy. But the hits keep coming here with all this free agency. So let me start with the Lakers. The addition of Russell Westbrook to LeBron and Anthony Davis. They will have the oldest roster in NBA history. But boy, there's a lot of good players there, including Carmelo. What do you think the Lakers are going to be this year? Kenny Smith. Well, if you if you put a championship on paper, they would be the 2022 NBA champs. Uh, you know, you have four guys that arguably, especially three or three guys for sure, that when they look at anyone in that position, they go, I have the advantage tonight. Yeah. You know, you have Russell Westbrook. There's no point guard that he's ever going to look at even at this stage in his career and go, oh, I can't guard that guy or he can guard me. Anthony Davis, obviously, and LeBron still at this time in his career the same way. So, they can win every position in, in, with those three 90% of the nights, which makes them very dangerous and obviously a clear-cut favorite. And they just won the championship the year before. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they were that far off this year. They were just injured. And, and that's really the question because you know what it's like. I mean, you were a great player. You played a long time in the league, and you know that as guys get into their 30s, that becomes more of a factor. What what – how do, you, how do you prevent against that? I mean, the average age of this team is 32.8 years old. Anthony Davis is the youngest of the names that we know on this team. Is, is there a way to prevent injury from becoming a factor? I, I don't know if there's a way. Even, you know, you hear low management. You hear yeah. oh, certain, you know, loaning minutes. But you're playing at the intensity. So I don't think there's any way. That's the most astounding thing about LeBron James and the amount of times that he's been to the NBA Finals. It wasn't the fact that you know, he's not a great player is the fact that he never really got injured. And that, to me, is probably his biggest asset is his, his durability um, and is to play at such a high level uh, for so long and not be injured in, in any capacity. You know, you know, even Michael Jordan sat out a year, you know, when his foot early on in his career. You know, like people, you know, don't have the durability to last that long and play that high at that level. Kenny Smith is with us here on ESPN Radio. So my man Kendrick Perkins and I got into a little bit of a debate, and I want to get your take on it. And I understand that we're kind of <laughs> splitting hairs here, but who has the best big three in basketball? Is is the big three in Brooklyn the best big three in basketball, or is the big three with the Lakers? Well, neither one of them we've seen play. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. you know, to, to be really fair about it, when Brooklyn played their best, one of those guys were always out last year. Mm-hmm. And when they were all together, we never really got a chance to see it. Um, the one thing that I would probably say is the Lakers probably would just naturally play better easily because Anthony Davis doesn't need to handle the basketball to be productive. Russell Westbrook can pass and assist and rebound to be productive. LeBron doesn't need the basketball to be productive. I think when the Nets are at their best, their best players score. Mm -hmm. So with one basketball, I would say it would be easier for the Lakers to adjust to play better together. Uh, Will they? I don't know because we haven't seen it, but I would say it's easier for the Lakers. I want to make sure everybody knows about the Jet Academy. It's the industry's leading streaming service for sports camps and activities. 
It was launched last summer by two-time NBA champ, Emmy Award-winning basketball analyst, and our current guest, Kenny the Jet Smith. Two other teams I want to ask you about, Kenny. The first of them is the Chicago Bulls. They did some interesting stuff, as far as I'm concerned. Bringing in Lonzo Ball, bringing in DeMar DeRozan, um, they, they have Zach Levine. They've got Vucevic if he comes back healthy. I can't make up my mind what that you put those pieces together and what it's going to be. What do you think? More talent. You know, I think, you know, the one thing about the NBA, you could be, you could have a great, a lot of great things, but if you don't have talent, you cannot implement any systems. Mm-hmm. And with Lonzo Ball now, with obviously the Rosen, there are, there are talented pieces that now, Caruso and Kobe White, and you just keep adding to guys who could come into the game and they could actually run your game plan. Uh, I thought that was the – and Lauren Markman, not Markman, they have talent in different areas now. So what's now makes them – you have a game plan. Uh, a guy like – I think who's going to benefit the most is guys like Markman who were really thought upon to average 18 points you know, but when they have a game plan for them, I think he's like a 12-point scorer. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have a game plan that is to stop him, I think he could score 17, 18 points in a night because it's going to be on Levine. It's going to be on DeRozan, even Kobe White. It's going to be on how do you stop these guys from scoring. And now I think guys like him will flourish having that much talent around them. It's an interesting point. Yeah, they do. They have a lot of players in Chicago. We'll see how good they are. And, and then – Let's talk about your hometown team, and that would be the Knicks. I, I love watching you on TNT because the accent is so familiar to me. It makes me feel so good um, and, and, and hearing you talk about the Knicks. So they, they add Evan Fournier. They re-up, uh, if you will, give a whole bunch of money to Julius Randle, who, who earned it last year, and now they're on the verge of bringing in another New York point guard in Kemba Walker. How good are the Knicks going to be? Well, I think the, the piece of Kemba Walker, I think, changes the dynamic somewhat. Um, because I, I really thought before free agency, I was like, Knicks are just as close to being really good as they're close to being really bad. Mm. Because, you know, most of their players last year that really were key contributors were Derrick Rose, Scott Gibson. But those guys are on the latter part of their career. And so if you couldn't sign some younger free agents, Kanye, uh, Kemba, to kind of come in, like have done it in the league or can do it in the league, you would have been just as close to being bad next year and the year after. So really, I think keeps them and solidifies them in a playoff position. Uh, I don't know if it puts them anywhere to the top of the Eastern Conference, but in terms of um, you know, Milwaukee and Philadelphia still, even if we don't know what they're going to do with, with Simmons, but I, I, I think that that solidifies them they're a playoff team, and they can be dangerous in the playoffs, for sure. One last thing, and again, Kenny, the Jet Smith with us here. You and I are from the same place, and we're just about exactly the same age. And I mentioned that today is Patrick Ewing's birthday. Patrick Ewing is 59. Wow. And I was asked on the air, is he the greatest Nick of all time? And, and I thought about it. My ultimate answer was yes. I went Ewing 1, Walt Frazier 2, Willis Reed 3. Earl Monroe four, and then I was choosing between Carmelo and and Bernard King at at number five. And and you're old enough; you'll remember exactly what I'm talking about when I say Bernard King for that little brief period of time. He was my favorite player ever. What do you think? Is Patrick Ewing the greatest Nick of all time? Patrick Ewing 
is the greatest Nick of all time. Uh, Walt Frazier is one A. Mm-hmm. If it wouldn't be one and one A, it wouldn't be one and two. Mm-hmm. And I would have to, you know, the reason I won number thirty in the NBA was because of Bernard King. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have an affinity to Bernard King bigger than anyone else. Uh, that was my favorite basketball player growing up, uh, along with Walt Frazier. So it, it it would be hard for me to not. I just think that Carmelo's teams uh, weren't as good. He was just as good as an individual, but his teams weren't as good, even as Bernard King and the things that he did in the playoffs, the back-to-back 50-point games. But individually, he, he you know he is he could have been just as good individually, without question. I'm with you. Now, which tribute do you think is greater? You wore the number 30 in tribute to Bernard King. And because I didn't ever have a number, I named a hamster after Bernard King. My brother and I had a ham- I lived in a building that didn't allow dogs, Kenny. So we had a hamster and we named our hamster Bernard. Um, which tribute do you think would be more meaningful to Bernard if he knew that, that, that you wore the number 30 or I think, that I... I think the yeah. hamster. Yeah, you think? I go with the hamster. Yeah. I go with the hamster because you had to say the name Every day. No mm-hmm. one knew that that was me. But when every time you said Bernard in your house, <laughs> everyone knew what you were talking about. That's so exactly. I go, the bigger tribute is the hamster. That's Name exactly. the dog after me. <laughs> <laughs> the great Kenny Smith. Again, check out the Jet Academy. It is a pleasure to catch up. I hope you have a great summer and get a little rest, and we will see you when the season rolls around. Thank you, my friend. All right. Appreciate you. Hey, take care. That's Kenny Smith on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. That, that is right. Like the tributes that we pay, you know, to the athletes that we love. That's part of being a, a, a sports fan. So, like, I, I didn't have a number, so I, I couldn't be number 30. I played tennis growing up. There's no number. Kenny was obviously a great player, Arch Malo- Archbishop Malloy High School in Queens, and then at Carolina and on into the NBA. He wore the number 30 in honor of Bernard King. I named a hamster after him. My father dedicated his first book. My father wrote a, a number of books. My father dedicated his first book to Joe DiMaggio, whom he never met. Never met him in his life. But he was my father's hero. He loved him, and he, he dedicated his book to DiMaggio. So... When Mike and I became a thing, when Mike and Mike started becoming a big enough deal that we would play in things like when we would throw out the opening pitch at, at stadiums or when we played in the celebrity games or whatever it was, I always requested the number five. And that was really in, in tribute to my dad more than to DiMaggio. I mean, it was DiMaggio, of course. He is the reason that five is five. But I wore that really for my father because my father just loved DiMaggio so much. But it's so nice you know, the way that's that's a thread of commonality amongst us all. You know, the way we, we pay tribute. Now, do, what is your dog's name? My dog's name is Chase, named after Chase Utley. Chase Bub, Utley. Bubba's favorite filly of all time, right, Bubba? Yeah, Bubba, what do you think of Chase Utley? Oh, just the worst. God. <laughs> <laughs> just, just terrible. So, 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 but, but, but you, uh, Hembo, mm-hmm. you named a dog after your favorite player. Is that really your favorite player? Chase Utley is my favorite Philly ever. Cal Ripken. Cal Jr. Ripken is, is my your. I've always associated Cal Ripken mm-hmm. as your. So why didn't you name the dog Ripken? Um, That'd be a good name for a dog. We can Ripken might be a good name for a dog. We considered Cal, but we thought Chase was the most dog-sounding name amongst my favorite athletes. I so. disagree. I Chase think, is a great dog. No, name. I I like both the name Ripken mm-hmm. and the name Utley for a dog. I think Utley would be a great dog's name. I like one-syllable dog names because we have to yell at him a lot. Easy to say because he, really, he had I a like, really rough I would have liked Utley. All right, Bubba, how about you? Do you have any, any tribute you have ever paid through the naming of a pet or anything else um, based upon your love of sports? Yeah, we, we, I discussed this. The first dog we had was named Hurley for Bobby Hurley. And uh, we, I, I named him, so I named him Hurley. 
after Bobby Hurley. I used to wear 11 for Bobby Hurley, and uh, so we go. I do remember that, and, and and I remember questioning you about it. Turns out your family had a connection to the Hurley family. Oh, you, yeah. There's actually a direct connection there. Now, what made you decide to name the dog Hurley instead of Bobby? I think Hurley's a better dog's name. I, I actually kind of agree. I would go in the, in, in the conversation and we're Bobby's having Bobby's kind of a weird dog's name. Mm-hmm. I'd go Hurley, then Utley, then Ripken would be my top three. Call him Rip? Uh, yeah, I mean, call him anything you want. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got a little, hey, Rip, come over here. I, I kind of like that. Why did you name your dog Phoebe? Phoebe is named after Holden Caulfield's sister in the book The Catcher in the Rye. Everyone thinks that we named Phoebe after the character from Friends. Right. But she is not named Phoebe for the character in Friends. When at the time that um, we got the dog, I there was a student at my kid's school, much, much older than my kids, whose grandfather was J.D. Salinger. And having nothing to do with that whatsoever, this kid wanted to be a broadcaster, and the school asked if he could shadow me for a day, and he did. He came to work with me for a day. Mm-hmm. And I spent the day with him. I did not mention anything about his grandfather being J.D. Salinger. We've talked about it since. But anyway, the point of it is, that got me thinking about it, so I reread Catcher in the Rye right at that time. Like, literally right at the time that we got Phoebe, I had just reread that book. So I remember the day that we announced to our children at the dinner table, we are going to finally get you a dog. I was the holdout that we're going to get you a dog. Stevie got up and literally ran circles around the couch in excitement. Nikki just started calling everyone she knew. Now we said, we're going to sit and let's have a, we'll have a fun conversation about names for the dog. I, I was think I was envisioning because we were waiting for this litter to be born. Like we didn't actually get the dog for some time after that. And I was envisioning that we would spend days, if not weeks, mm-hmm. debating the dog's name. So we're just sitting there at that same dinner. And I said aloud, you know, I'm reading this incredibly great, famous book. And there's this one character named Phoebe, who's the only one who makes the main character feel better. And both my kids immediately said, that's it. The name is Phoebe. They just loved it. And, so, and that's how, that's and how you, she became And you Phoebe. didn't have the dog yet, right? You, we you, did not have the dog yet. She was Phoebe before she was ours. <laughs> um, or before, I think she, before she was born. Yeah, so uh, anyways, yeah, great story. Um, I just <laughs> want to qu- quickly interrupt you here. Yeah. We're about to, we're, I'm, I'm off tomorrow. So yeah. I was thinking about starting a new segment, but since I'm not going to be here, we're going to do it today. We're going to do uh, birthdays on Friday. Okay. And so I noticed there are a bunch of kind of celebrity birthdays tomorrow. So I just want to make sure everyone's aware. Okay. We have M. Night Shyamalan's birthday. Oh, the director, the movie director. Uh, Ginger Spice's birthday. <laughs> Ginger. Uh, David Robinson's birthday. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Mike Budenholzer's birthday. Uh-huh. And- our very own ESPN Radio's Max Kellerman's birthday. Wow. That is correct. <laughs> well played, Bob. Happy birthday, Max. Happy birthday. Happy that is birthday correct. Tomorrow. So T- tomorrow is Max's that birthday. That's big time. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's one. There's one. Um, there's one you're leaving out. You're a lot older than Max, right? Uh, what's that? Th- yep, there's, I, there's one birthday that you have missed for tomorrow. I'm, I'm just being told now it is also your birthday That's tomorrow. That's correct. Ma- Max and I share a birthday, not a birth date. <laughs> I am older than he is. We grew up a five-minute walk from each other in the village, and uh, and our paths crossed as children. But mm. I'm I think I'm six or seven years older than him. Um, but yes, Max and I share a birthday, and I will say it again: if you believe it is better to give than receive, I'm your man, because I firmly, firmly prefer receiving gifts to giving. So what what I'm rooting for here is that tomorrow you give me gifts. You will get the joy of giving. 
I will get the joy of receiving. It's a win-win. To me, this is a win-win. So that's what I'm leaving you with today. By all means, send me presents for my birthday. I enjoy them more than I enjoy giving them. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. See you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.